Hello and welcome <coughs> once again. Hello and welcome once again. <coughs> Hello and welcome once again <coughs> to Crazy Comics and Stories. It's me, your charming and delightful old Uncle Rat Bastard. It is Festivus, and normally we have a whole bunch of people with us, but some of the people that were invited are punks and bitches and losers and poindexters and dweebs. Yeah. So it's just the cool people. Exactly. At the other end of the series of tubes and wires we call the internet is dangerous Dan Moore. How you doing today, Dan? Oh, I've got so many things to talk about. Well, I've got some things to talk about. Wolfie has a lot to talk about. Well, before we get started, yeah, we must give the story of Festivus. Right, 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 right. Yes. It, it's a pre-recorded bit I stole from Seinfeld. I know you did, but can I do part of it on my own? Sure. So, as if you are new here, welcome newcomers. The tradition of Festivus begins with the errands of grievance, airing of grievances, and I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> and now you're going to hear about it. And now here's where Festivus is from. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. <laughs> I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. So, Dan. Yes. No, we're wait. recording late. Yes, yes, we are. Because um, it was supposed to be myself, you, yeah. Stephanie, yeah. and Joe. Yeah. And Joe punked out on us because his daughter came back from Reno. It's not like he hasn't had 28 years to deal with her. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how long has he known you? 30. He's known me longer than he's known her. Well, then you should take precedence. I agree. Uh. <laughs> Not happy with it. He changes his schedule to a day that I already work. So yeah. that we have to do all these stupid uh, contrivances to try and put the show together. With him recording his part of previews separately, and then I have to record mine, and then I got to mesh them together, and, and, and then, then, then I change my schedule, and you know what I hear? You know what I hmm. hear? What? I can't record tonight. <sighs> Stephanie, who was going to be recording this on Zoom because she hates uh, Skype for some reason, I don't know why. I personally don't see a difference between them except to record on Zoom. You have to buy the uh, professional version, which is 150 bucks. It's the spelling. Oh. The Z makes it sexy. Sexy? Yeah. I thought to make it sexy, you put extra X's in it, like S-E-X-X-Y. Well, yes, but the thing is, see, that didn't work into the joke. Ah, 
Yeah. I'd really appreciate it if you don't bring facts into my humor. That's my job. I'm the buzzkill. <sighs> so instead, Dan and I will be talking about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but today is Festivus. We do a special episode every year for the airing of the grievances. You got an episode on Wednesday and you're getting another one on Friday. How lucky are you, listeners? Friday. And there well, were in, in the wait, 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 wait. In the spirit of uh, uh, Festivus, are they going to actually complain that they got two because they weren't prepared and it's just too much awesome in one week? Oh, they better be prepared because I've been talking about it for a month. And on the uh, wrestling show I do over at PWInsiderElite.com, we did grievances there, too. Wow. None of them will be repeated, by the way. So you're saying you're not grievanced out? Oh, no. Uh, One of our listeners, uh, Mozik Chong, a couple of years ago gave me a book to Mm. fill out called The Airing of Grievances. (laughs) And I don't even have it a quarter full yet. Nice. Every year, I write down things that have annoyed me through the year. Ways that the world has disappointed me. Ways that people and... uh, Companies and comics and everything else have let me down. Dan, would you like to start? All right, I, I can if you'd like. Sure. I'm trying to think of how, what level of grievance I want to put out right away if I want to build or if I want to hit a high note. And I will go. Okay. I tend to go chronologically. That requires a lot of memory on my part. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm not going to go chronologically because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Anyway. I'll write them down next year. I'll have them in. Yeah. So, you know, Corey. I do. I, I'm going to make Not this jerk. You are. And I'll explain why. You keep bringing facts into my jokes. <laughs> I don't care if it's your fucking job. This is a problem because my jokes have no facts behind them. I'm kind of like the Trump administration. Come on, bring facts in. Do it. Do it. I can't. Okay, good. And that pisses me off, buddy. You got to go with the flow, especially when it's the yes and with the improv. You can't keep bringing facts in that completely screw up what I'm doing because, of course, I don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about it. So you got to stop and just listen and laugh. I don't care if you think it's funny or not. Your job is also to laugh. Oh, there you go. There's there's the crickets. They like. At least it. they're doing their job. Yes. Yeah. On my list, I have wrong numbers. Do you know why I have wrong numbers on there, Dan? Why do you have wrong numbers on there? Well, part of my job is answering phone calls. People yes. will call to ask about their benefits. And um, there, there, it's always been a problem, but this year it has gotten worse. Where people will call. And I will say, oh, you're asking about thus and such. You need to talk to this other company. Mm-hmm. You've called the wrong number. And they get mad at me about it. Well, yeah, 
You should be who you're trying, who they're trying to call. <laughs> I had this was written back months ago. Today, somebody called and talked to me three times, and I kept transferring them. And then on the second time, I said, "Were they able to give you the answer?" Yes, but I have more questions. Okay. So I transferred <laughs> them again. The third time, I said, "I." I'm going to give you this number to write down and transfer you over. But when she got me and asked the question and I said, I'm sorry, your, your stuff is taken care of at this other number. She got mad at me for not being at the other number. You know, I've called you people three times and each time you transfer me to this other number. Wouldn't you think by the second time you'd go, Hmm, they're transferring me to another number and giving me that number when they do that. Maybe I should just call that other number directly. By the third time, it is no longer my fault, my problem. No, you are annoying yourself and you need to own that. You, uh, you need to just sit there in your wrongness and be wrong. Well, what number were they calling? They were calling for over 65 benefits. We are under 65 benefits. Now, she didn't magically de-age seven years. Maybe that's what she was calling for. To learn how to de-age? Yeah. That's another number. Somewhere in Peru, right? Yeah, well, maybe you got to drink a lot of that ayahuasca shit and you think you're younger. <laughs> Ah, cocaine. Got it. Okay. <laughs> no, cocaine just makes you paranoid and it, impotent and paranoid. <laughs> Which I've never understood why anybody would pay money for that. Uh, I don't know why people would pay money for a lot of things. <laughs> so, Dan, what's next on your list? Well, actually, I'll give it over to Wolfie so he can do this particular one. So, all right, let me let me set the stage for you, okay? You guys, we, I was I was with you when Joe couldn't make it before, and and we we talked about the uh, extra life for that we were doing for twenty four hour gaming, and we had to get donations from people and things like that. So, I was ahead in donations. And then someone gave a donation to Jules instead of me. And it was enough to get ahead of me. And I'll tell you, when I get a hold of that writer, <laughs> I'm going to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> and you know what's worse? It doesn't stop there. You see, Dan, we'll go. We won't go into big detail, but the thing is, it's an we it's an open relationship with the the the, the stuff. So, Daniel has actually another girlfriend who also donated to Jules instead of me. <laughs> and, and, and Jules just yelled out, and she's cute. So you know, she, she's trying to steal my girlfriend, and she got the donation from the girlfriend. But not my girlfriend, his girlfriend. Well, I mean, anyway. 
I could have won, but no, the people that I supposedly actually may have friends go and give donations to somebody else, and I came in last. Maybe that should be teaching you something, Wolfie. More bullet jobs? Keep your hands to yourself? No, something else taught me that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Corey? This this will be a theme. Entertainment. (laughs) Okay, Netflix. We all have Netflix or know somebody who has Netflix and we use their password. Yeah. They have all of these series that they start and many of them end on cliffhangers. Yeah. And then they cancel them. Yeah. (laughs) And all I could think is if a series that Netflix has goes one, two, three, in some cases, four seasons and ends on a cliffhanger no one is going to watch that series so it's kind of a waste of time why don't they do what they used to pay networks to do because years ago sci-fi canceled warehouse 13 and eureka and netflix said hey those are really popular can you just do a six episode final season that wraps everything up yeah and sci-fi said sure we can make them on the cheap and then you can run them if you want to share the cost. And Netflix went great. That way, these series, these people will have closure. And since then, I can't tell you how many goddamn Netflix series have ended without me getting any closure at all. Well, see, the, the thing is, they're targeting you, Tinkori. I, I realize that they're out to get me. And what was great is they did that buildup, uh, you know, doing it beforehand. For other people, just so you got your hopes up. Yeah, but now whenever there's a Netflix series, it's become the way I treat fantasy novels. One, is it already over? It's not, okay, I'm going to wait. Two, (laughs) did they end it or did it just get canceled mid-story? I'm looking at you, George R.R. Martin. I, I, you know what's going to happen with with the uh, the Game of Thrones books? Hmm. He's going to die, and Brandon Sanderson's going to have to write the last five. Yeah, probably. Because he says it'll be two. Well, when Brandon Sanderson comes in to finish the series, well, it was supposed to be one, but I guess it's three. Because, <laughs> uh, boy, I like making money. <laughs> That's why I like mystery and crime series, because, yes, the main character continues, but each one ends. The the Fletch books, each one had an ending. The the, the Travis McGee books, each one had an ending. The Spencer novels, each one had an ending. The Miss Marple books, each one bored the shit out of me when I fell asleep. They had an (laughs) ending. Netflix needs to get their shit together. Dan? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, I'll go on that and, and continue on on a grievance of, of Netflix on my own you know, as well. You know, they they recently produced and released the first season of Sandman. And I... It made everybody wait months before they renewed it. There's that, yes, uh, which is which is also a grievance, but uh, yeah, we can fold that into it. That was annoying as 
hell. Because <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Who? Huh? No. It was the only reason to follow Colleen Duran's Twitter because she would go on and go, they have, I see they have not uh, renewed Sandman yet. I'm going back into hibernation. <laughs> but the thing that got that I, I have a huge grievance about is Luke. Whoa. Sorry, my wife blew up. Um, I, is, is she a Warner Brothers character? Apparently. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I have what I have have a huge problem, the grievance with the whole the whole Sandman series is fucking Lucifer's hair. Yes, I have heard that from you. Oh my good god. <laughs> what the hell did they do? It it looks absolutely awful on screen on uh, uh, and on that particular uh, actress who is great and I can never remember her name, um, but it's horrible. It's absolutely visually pulls me out of the story. But the worst thing about it is it's exactly the way it looks like in the comics. <laughs> so it's amazingly accurate. <laughs> but and looks, it still pisses you off. Oh, just awful. <laughs> I mean, they had to change other things, which I had no problem with. Didn't no one look at that and go, ooh, maybe not. <laughs> okay, now, uh, this one shows that I can be a bad boy at times. I am not always Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Um, here in Minnesota... <laughs> Mm-hmm. They have uh, allowed THC derived from hemp, which I have to be honest, weren't we all told for uh, by all the those stoner people who were like, dude, hemp doesn't have any THC in it. Well, we were told that and now we find out, no, 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 there is hemp. There is THC in hemp and we have it in gummy form for you. And it was snuck into a bill, and then after it was voted for, most of the people who voted for it were like, oh, my gosh, how did this happen? <laughs> for it. You don't expect me to read that, do you? <laughs> so all these cities in Minnesota are now, you know, you've got all the, the hemp stores and the CBD stores and the tobacco vape shops and everything. They're going, oh, my gosh, we need to put rules in place for you people so that you can't do this when it's already legal. Mm-hmm. So once again, it's another case of shutting the barn door after all the horses have escaped. Yeah. Now, here in Minnesota, I don't know if you've gone to purchase such intoxicants, Dan. I have not. You just go into the store and you pick up the the item and you give the fine shopkeeper your money and you go on your way. OK. Now, in Illinois, I went down to visit. They have old fashioned THC, which means it comes from the the jazz cigarettes, okay. the devil's weed, ah, marijuana, marijuana. And while I was down there, I decided I would stop at the local dispensary to pick up some mints. Okay, because I'm not going to be smoking anything with my asthma. <laughs> So I, I went in to buy some mints. 
Now, remember how I told you how you buy the mints in, in, in Minnesota? Yeah. In Illinois, you go in and the door shuts behind you and you're in a little alcove and they will not let you leave that alcove until the outside door has shut. Mm-hmm. Then they push a button and you hear, eh, and the inside door opens and you can go through the metal detector where there is a police officer and an employee. Oh, <laughs> so you have to take things out of your pocket and they, they run the wand over you, which, you know, I have to be honest with the most physical I've, I've dealt with in years. They run the wand over you and then you go to a window where you must show your ID to prove that you are 21 and you are the only one who can be at the window. So if you brought someone with you, they need to stand back six feet, not because of COVID. Oh, heavens no, this is rural Illinois. They want you getting the COVID. Nope, they, they you, you, you show them your ID and then you go to another door and eh, they open the door and only you can go in. And the person who was behind me had to stay six feet behind me and had to wait until the door shut so that they could open the door again to let him in. <clears throat> now, there are no items out where you can look at them. Right. You go up to the fine gentleman at the dispensary counter. There were no women there. It was only young guys. Central Illinois, pasty pale white guys, half of whom had dreadlocks and should not have had them. And you tell them <laughs> what you would like. Mm -hmm. And they bring out a catalog and you decide what you're buying. Now, if you want to buy paraphernalia for, for marijuana, such as a bong or a one hitter or any of those other things, they're laid out very wonderfully under a glass cabinet as if they are expensive jewelry. <laughs> Because, you know, Lord knows after you've gone through two locked doors and there's a police officer, you're probably going to want to grab that one hitter and make a break for it. <laughs> and you point to what you want and they go, all right. And they go into the back where they push a button and uh, it announces that they go in and the door shuts and they're there for five minutes laughing at you for being such a moron for what you purchased. <laughs> Dude. This old guy's out there and he wants mints. <sighs> Doesn't know how to fucking smoke pot. <laughs> then they come out and, uh, again and they hand it to you and you pay for it only with cash. Right. Because marijuana is still legal on the federal level. So the credit card companies and the debit companies and and they they won't they won't. And uh, there was one person there who wanted to write a check and everybody looked at him and was like, they still make checks? <laughs> no, it is cash only. So you pay your cash and they put it in a bag that says right on it, you know, the dispensary. Right. As kind of a warning to let people know that you're a degenerate drug user. Then when you go to the, the exit, it's a different door than the one you came in. And, and you go in and the door shuts and you have to wait until they look at you through the camera to make sure that you're the only person in the alcove before they let you out. And the sun blinds you because you've been in the dark all this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then you go to your car and you take the mints and you hide them under your car seat because you don't know if they're legal outside of Illinois and you're paranoid because you've been on camera and there have been cops around and there's a cop car in the parking lot. Right. And you'd be taking uh, controlled substances across state lines. And it's legal there. <laughs> and, and and everyone I've said, you know, I, I bought these and everything. No one talks about getting high anymore because I'm over 50. No, no, no. People over 50, we don't we don't use marijuana to get high. No, it's to help you go to sleep. <laughs> Dan, how long have you known me? You know, I was talking about that the other day. I think uh, 20, 22 years. I can sleep anywhere, can't I? I get yeah. paid to sleep anywhere. Yes. I don't need the THC to get to, 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 to fall asleep. I need it so that I can quit working for a half hour. Yes. <laughs> so please, Minnesota, if you do legalize pot itself, do not make you feel like that you're going into Fort Knox to steal state secrets. <laughs> Dan. Well, I have a okay. I have a question, however, or a concern about your previous grievance. And not what you did, but with the gummy bears. When I think hemp, I think of the rope. Yes. Right. So all I think of when I think of the gummy bears made of hemp is a gummy bear with this like rope the 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 rope thing sticking out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm, I would be afraid to to eat it because I might get a splinter. Yeah, it sounds about right. Okay, just making making sure. So, uh, <laughs> uh, oh crap, I had one. Uh, then when we were talking about this stuff, oh Illinois, eh, fine. I'll 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 have a grievance about Illinois. One of the things that when I do conventions, if I can, if I can get anywhere near a Krispy Kreme, I am so happy. And it's one of the re- reasons I'm willing to go to Des Moines, because there's a Krispy Kreme there. And it's near where Captain Kirk will be born. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, well, <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I find that so funny. Um, so I went to Worldcon this year. And it was downtown, uh, downtown Chicago. And there were... Krispy Kreme supposedly throughout you know, throughout the main city. And there was one even within walking distance of the hotel we were at. I was excited. This is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna get Krispy Kremes while at Worldcon. And then we go to the Krispy Kreme and it's only got the it's only really got the normal ones. Nothing I mean, and I mean just the glazed. Nothing extra. I, 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 I. Yeah, and almost none of them. We were lucky that we even got a box of those. <laughs> now, we went late. I, I admit we went late in that day. But then I looked up to go and see if I could get them delivered the next day for like DoorDash and stuff. And no, that's basically all they did. Yes. Yeah. What the fuck, Chicago? Now, do you remember when Krispy Kreme was here? Yes. 
Now, when they first opened, I remember I was, it was after Joe had sold the shop. I think Christy owned it because I was there late on a Friday and they were opening on a Friday over on White Bear Avenue. Okay. Way, way down toward where the, the fast food is and the super America and all that. Oh, sure. And yeah. I said, oh, you know, I get done here around nine o'clock. I go to the gym. I get down there around 10. I'll drop by, and I'll get some of these donuts to go home. <clears throat> and I look, and I see a line of cars. And that line of cars goes around the Krispy Kreme, up their driveway, up the road next to it, around the road around it, back down, down the exit to the freeway. And there's a line on the freeway of cars. <clears throat> Now, if I would have driven past those cars that said, by the way, in three years, they'll all be gone because not enough people are buying them. They would have laughed at me, but nope. Three years later, they're all gone. I'm well aware. You don't understand. I'm well aware. Krispy Kreme. Oh, this is going to be a grievance for later, too. And Krispy Kremes are like. My cocaine. Okay. <laughs> I absolutely love them. And now and you they know, went away. And now you know how I feel about Tim Hortons. Yes, and I cannot understand it. Except with Tim Hortons, they were doing okay. The owner of all the ones in Minnesota decided he didn't want to pay the the, the um, franchise fee. He said it was too expensive, and he was going to fight him in court. And Krispy Kreme said, oh, OK, we'll see you in court. But uh, until we do and you haven't paid your fee, we're shutting you down. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> OK, but Corey, the difference between the Krispy Kreme story and the Tim Horton story is that the Krispy Kremes are good. Get out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that? Yes. <laughs> Krispy Kreme had one kind of donut, and once you've had it, that's all there is to it. Tim Hortons had hundreds of donuts, and they yes, were I know, all but if you have, awesome. If you have one good donut and hundreds of crappy donuts, one donut still wins. Look, I went there for you, <laughs> and I regretted it. <laughs> You regretted that it was at the Mall of America. That's not true. The Krispy Kremes that I went to was at the Mall of America when it was open. <laughs> Lived too close to the Mall of America once. The mall is just my mall. That's all it was. <laughs> uh, so DC Comics is constantly yeah. trying to piss me off. <laughs> Dude, they've been doing that to you for years. <laughs> uh, do you know the character, the Phantom Stranger? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of these things called omnibuses? No, you've never brought those up before. Uh, they, they were going to put out, matter of fact, in next month's previews, there will be the Phantom Stranger omnibus. But? Um, the Phantom Stranger omnibus was supposed to come out this month. And uh, we, we ordered it earlier this year. And then we ordered it last year. And then we ordered it two years ago. 
and then we ordered it three years ago. This is the fifth time they're resoliciting the same book. Did you, did you pay for it each time? Well, you pay for it, and then when they cancel it, you get a refund, and then you order it again. And so I paid for this three years ago, and I may be getting it in October of 2023. <laughs> now here's the cool thing the price has also bounced all over the place because when i first ordered it it was a hundred dollars <throat> then i went to 125 dollars last time it was 150 in next month's previews it'll be 125 again <laughs> have they changed the contents absolutely not no of course not <laughs> <laughs> We won't even talk about how Tom King's Batman run. Okay, they're putting out hardcovers. Volume one, two, three, four, volume five, uh, paperback only. Yeah. Oh, and the conclusion, <laughs> Batman Catwoman. Uh, yeah, completely different trade dress. Really? Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but I actually have his the Batman run. And the problem I had with it is, of course, you've got one, two, three, four, then a Flash comic, <laughs> and then six, seven, eight, nine, and then another Flash Flash. Oh, you're uh, buying it as trade paperbacks. I was buying it as hardcovers, which were twice as thick. Were they? Yeah. Oh, they had twice the amount. Uh, twice the. Yeah, they were deluxe. Uh, oh yeah, no, I just, I had I hadn't done it when they came out. I had to go back and buy them. Okay. So trying to find all of the run, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, where are these issues? I look it up. It's like, huh. okay. So I try to look that up. Oh, I can't find that story anywhere. Finally, by accident, I found out it was in the hero. Uh, what was it there? The crossover uh, saint with sanctuary heroes something. Um. Where they there's the sanctuary that they you know they send all the hero or the heroes to, yes. to try to deal with their problems. Heroes right. in crisis. In cri yeah, thank you. Heroes in crisis. You have to buy that pay trade paperback to get two issues that have nothing to do with that uh, <laughs> particular thing. <laughs> uh, to get the flash the flash overlap for a couple of the Batman stories. But it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I don't even remember how I found that out by accident that it was in that trade paperback. <laughs> Thanks, DC. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Say what you want about Marvel. They collect every goddamn thing. They do. <laughs> Repeatedly and often. That's because Marvel likes money. Yes, they do. <laughs> somebody's got somebody at, the, at Disney's got to be profitable because Lord knows nothing else is. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the stock market because, oh, look, I bought Disney stock three years ago. Oh, has it been dropping? Oh, badly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With the idea, uh, with the idea that Marvel Marvel is profitable, you know, Marvel is a big thing, and Marvel is actually making money. I do find it very funny that DC looks at it and goes, "Well, we want to make sure we don't do what they do." <laughs> well, and twenty five years ago, after Sandman made 
you know, Neil Gaiman, uh, uh, Uncle Scrooge vault that he could swim through. DC was like, <laughs> oh, these trade paperbacks and hardcovers are a great way to make more money. Yeah. And then, uh, what was it, five, six years ago, they went, yeah, we want people to buy the regular comics, so we're not going to be putting as much stuff in the uh, collected editions. Did that raise the sale of the regular monthly comics at all? Absolutely not. Yeah, I was going to say, it probably might have lost it. People just actually went, eh. But I've already oh, last year's when I talked about how DC and Marvel fucked the direct market and left it laying there and asked for cab money. Yeah. <laughs> where's your purse? I need cab fare. <laughs> where's my where's my Uber? Although I do have a I have a grievance against Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, they are putting out some wonderful, wonderful books. Yeah. The. uh what was it? The August 1961, July 1962. I think they're putting out July 1963, where they reprint all of the comics from that month. It's like, okay, this is the month the Fantastic Four number one came out. Here are all the other comics that we printed. And oh, wow. The uh, the next one was the uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man Amazing Fantasy 15. Here's all the other books we put out. The next one they're doing is from 63. So it's Avengers number one and X-Men number one and all the other comics they were putting out. And um, they, 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 a while ago, they quit making the Masterworks for the Golden Age and the Atlas comics. Okay, okay. that's fine. But you could still add them to your digital because you have them, right? Right? Uh (laughs) No. Oh, they're not adding any more of those because, well, we need to sell them as collected editions to offset the cost of digitizing them. Offset the cost of digitizing them. Now, there are a number, (sighs) a number of people who are, what, there was a... I forget what it was. There was one of those um, online petitions where they said, okay, you've (laughs) printed the first half of the series Venus, Mm -hmm. which were, you know, the first half were not good. But then after that, the art took a huge leap forward as you had early John Romita, Joe Manili, early John Buscema. Hey, 2,000 people pledged that they would buy it, which is more than buy any other masterwork. And Marvel said, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay, how about an omnibus? Selling 2,000 of an omnibus outsells most omnibuses. Nah, we're not going to do that. Why? Nobody buys the Golden and and, and Atlas books. But you have 2,000 people here who said that they're going to pay money. And these are not people, you know, this is in a dedicated group to the older. No, no, no. So the guy who runs this group said, well, if you're not going to do it, can I license these books? I can print them the way he did the book called Atlas at War, which reprinted a bunch of Marvel 50s war comics, Mm -hmm. which Marvel got a nice fee. This company did the digitizing. They didn't have to pay anything. Yeah. No, no. 
<laughs> They're like Consuela on Family Guy. We'd like to give you this big pot full of money. No. 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 He's, he's not good. No. 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 <laughs> and no. then. I keep the books. I keep the books. And then. And then. When uh, they start showing up on scan sites and stuff, they're like, why in the world are people doing this? <laughs> well, we wanted to give you a big bucket of money, but you said no. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that I use those scan sites, but I do know they exist. And I do know the people who go to them and they had, do have big collections of golden and silver age stuff. They just want more of the golden and silver age stuff that you don't want to sell them or put on your digital platform. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Marvel. <laughs> uh, Dan. Uh, well, let's see. We can. Uh, speaking of pro, uh, program or uh, uh, people that I think are making mistakes. Uh, the CW. <clears throat> Oh, now, they're going to be gone in a year or so. Uh, yeah, but my grievance, is it because they're ending the DC stuff? Mm, not really. I never really get really watched that anyway. That, but I can understand that's, you know, bad for a lot of people. Um, am I upset that, you know, that some of the DC stuff that was going to come that I may have been interested in is going not going to happen? Mm, no, not really. They're fucking with two shows <clears throat> that are really important to me. And that's Whose Line Is It Anyway? And the reboot of Babylon 5. They, I had hopes. I was like, oh, more Babylon 5 stuff. And now it's in limbo again. Look, I'm okay, but don't tease me. <laughs> don't tease me. Not when it comes to Babylon 5. I I I I I have kept my 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 inner serial killer at bay for many years. Nobody knows me out in California. <laughs> They're not going to ex- suspect this guy from Minnesota just suddenly appearing and killing off an entire production team. Well, wouldn't it be a network? That too. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think big. It, it it would be a lot. Anyway, anyone who caused a problem, shall I tell you the story of the CW? I don't know if I can handle it. All right, the CW, <laughs> which used to be owned by a, it was kind of a mix. It was owned half by CBS and half by Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. And we all know that Warner Brothers is completely screwed up. Yes. But they had a deal where the shows would run on the CW and then Netflix would would buy them. Mm -hmm. So that's how you could get shows like The Flash, like uh, Arrow, like Legends of Tomorrow. That look like they cost more money than a a show that would have been on the CW without it, which would be, okay, what can we get for a bunch of expired trading stamps? Mm -hmm. Well, Warner Brothers has completely shit the bed. (laughs) 
they were bought by AT&T, and AT&T went, yeah, well, <laughs> fired a bunch of people, and then Discovery bought it, and Discovery went, you know, all these shows that have writers and actors, we don't need that. Look at Discovery. We don't pay anybody anything, and we get reality shows out of it. Okay, that's the so. Thing. Okay, that's more. Okay, go. They then get sold to a company called Nexstar. Nexstar purchased seventy-five percent of the CW network earlier this year. CBS no. and Warner Brothers now own just twelve point five percent. They have a deal obligating them to carry CBS and Warner Brothers shows on the CW for this season. Then, after next season, they can renew the deal at its option and carry them longer. But they do not have to. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, well, what is Nexstar? Nexstar is a media company out of Irving, Texas, that owns a shit ton of low power stations, 197 of them. (laughs) So remember what I said that the Warner Brothers was bought by Discovery, who said, yeah, you know, these actors and screenwriters and stuff. Why don't we just get reality stars instead? Mm-hmm. Nexstar has less money than that. <laughs> Nexstar fills their time with infomercials. Ah. Matter of fact, they no longer have any Fox affiliates because back in 2011, they told Fox, "Yeah, you charge too much. We're going to run your shows and only pay you half of what you you say we should." And Fox went, "No, you're not." <laughs> And those channels became my network, which is code for here's a bunch of syndicated shows that we could get for nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. That sort of explains the whose line is it anyway thing, because, of course, what I had read is I had read about the previous part of, well, they want to do just, you know, real low budget stuff. And it's like, how how can you get more low budget with, when it comes to <laughs> yeah. Whose slide costs nothing. Yeah. It's like it's uh, what's five chairs, some water and, uh, you know, a bunch of props that it probably cost them about five bucks a piece. If that. (laughs) And then I heard they got canceled and I'm like, what? (laughs) This is exactly the kind of show you said you wanted. (laughs) Well, you know, it costs it costs money to polish Colin's head. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, just be glad you don't have a show on TBS or TNT because they were all canceled. All of really? them. Even a show called Chad, which had its second season done, was a week away from being aired. And they went, nope. <laughs> because if they cancel it and don't air it, they can write it off as a tax loss. Mm-hmm. And Discovery needs to find $3 billion because they went that deep into debt buying Warner Brothers. Now, part of it was debt that Warner Brothers had from when AT&T bought them. Mm -hmm. And part of it was debt from the actual purchase of Warner Brothers by Discovery. Okay. But that's why you're seeing all these completed shows that are gone. 
the Batgirl movie, gone. Uh, the Scooby-Doo movie, gone. Um, if you're watching HBO Plus and there's a show you like on it, you better watch it fast. Because one of the things they're doing is, well, these shows that are kind of popular, we're going to see if we can sell them to Pluto TV and Tubi TV and all these other places to generate money. Because when they're on HBO Plus, yes, they're a good draw, but they don't make any money because people are paying for a subscription, whether they have them or not. Except they don't realize that if you get rid of enough things, people will go, you know, I really don't need the subscription anymore. Yeah. But they're going to merge with Discovery Plus. What, HBO Plus? Yeah. (laughs) HBO Max, 25 million subscribers. Discovery Mm -hmm. Plus, 6 million subscribers. Okay, that's going to be a fun joining. Oh, I feel so bad for their data department. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for people who are like, hey, you know, I subscribe to uh, HBO Plus because HBO... Man, they're the pinnacle. They have theatrical movies. They have prestige dramas. And now here's Dr. Pimple Popper and um, midgets trying to find wives. Yes. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All we can think is right now, nobody's paying any attention to D.C., <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so Dan. Yeah. What's next? What is next? Um. Well, if, uh, again, if we continue with the comics or uh, comic connections, I, I know I've I stated this in the one time that I was on this year. Um. But of course, there's the whole, you know, uh, IDW losing the IP for Transformers. Yes. Right when they started, they restarted the universe and it was doing pretty well. I I thought they were doing a fairly decent job with it. And suddenly it's like, no, by the way, we're going to close everything up as fast as we can. And we're no longer going to have the IP. It's like, what? What? what?" (laughs) So now I have to decide. And I believe you said that image is getting it. Yes. So we'll be coming from the skybound area, which is run by Robert Kirkman. Okay. If Jim Lee gets a hold of any of that art, I'm going to quit immediately. Jim Lee's at DC. He has nothing to do with image. Oh, he has nothing to do with image anymore? Never. It's been, Dan, it's been years. I don't keep, I don't keep up with Jim Lee. I see his art and I avoid it. You see his art on Batman and Superman. Yes. And I have been avoiding his stuff. (laughs) Uh, He is one of the few vice presidents at DC who hasn't been fired. And I don't know why. Probably because they're scared if he goes to some other company, his art will make them tons and tons of money. He uses so many lines in his art. (laughs) I mean, Batman looks 80. Well, true. That or else he's, you know, just eating an entire lemon. Well, (laughs) Batman is kind of a grumpy bastard. Well, yeah, but everybody looks that way in the damn comic. How do you make Killer Croc look like he's squinting? Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't know. I don't know enough about crocodiles. Just I just know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. Spelling. 
with with a crocodile you'll see them after a while an alligator you'll see them later Those are the crickets, right? Yes. Okay. Comic-wise, we are in a glut. Oh. Um, which means there are way too damn many comics coming out. Yes. And you may say to yourself, well, that's a good thing. It's a good thing, right? No, it's not, because <laughs> we're hearing more and more of creators not getting paid. Oh, now, no. Now, IDW was running into that problem. However, remember, IDW is kind of this weird company that all comic, small comic publishers are turning into where they're part of a comic company, but also part of a uh, media company. Yes. And if you've been reading previews, you see that IDW's <laughs> previews is getting more and more sad as time goes on. <laughs> Well, that is going to reverse itself because they sold six pilots this year. Oh? So money will be coming into IDW for the first time in ages. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. Now, there are other small companies that are quietly reorganizing. Mm -hmm. Which means that they are doing reorganizations and not telling anybody that they're you know, probably close to bankruptcy. Um, I know that Oni is really hoping that Rick and Morty books sell really, really well over Christmas because they <laughs> kind of half announced that they're not taking on new projects. But the big one is Aftershock. Uh, okay. Aftershock has announced that they have gone into Chapter 11. Oh, the company. Okay. Yes. All right. They are a comic publishing company. They have announced that they are going into Chapter 11. They also were part of a reality show creating company. And most of their reality shows are no longer on the air anymore, so they're not generating any funds. But Aftershock, which does things like Bram Stoker's Monster Hunter. um, What are some of their big ones? Maniac of New York. Um see oh i thought that was my roommate bad reception jimmy's bastards betrothed they've had a lot of creators such as garth ennis working for them uh we found out that they owe a half million dollars to the british distributor of their comics Mm -hmm. a half million dollars to the printer oh Lots of creators have not gotten paid, including the creator of the TV show, Halt and Catch Fire, who said he quit working on the four-issue miniseries with issue two because he had not gotten paid for issues one and two yet. And he said, well, you'll get the scripts for one and two when I get the checks. I mean, you'll get the scripts for three and four when I get the checks for one and two. Mm-hmm. Well, they declared chapter 11, which is a reorganization. I think it's what, chapter nine or seven, where it's, yeah, we're done here. Uh, seven, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. But they're in they're in they're being reorganized and they owe between between them and the uh, TV production company 10 to 50 million dollars. Oh, is that all? That's all. So they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's all fine. <laughs> if you work at Aftershock, rent don't buy. 
<laughs> but there are a lot of little companies that for years I've been going, how are they making any money? Because, boy, they're publishing a lot of books and they don't seem to be selling all that many. <laughs> um, I always point out for the past, I think, three years, Avatar Press. Mm-hmm. They haven't published a new book in uh, three years. But they still have the three to five pages in previews where it's, hey, you want to get this the former exclusive? Guess what? You can get it for it, it's worth one hundred dollars, but you can get it for five. <laughs> I think it was two years ago they sold off all their hardcovers. You know, these are fifty dollar books, five bucks each. <clears throat> Believe it or not, we have a special guest. <gasps> Special Wait. guest has arrived. What's going on here? Uh, Wait we're, a having a, we're having a podcast without you. Wait oh. a minute. This is uh, a not, special guest? Nothing. No. Wolfie! This special. Oh, don't Wolfie me. Give me some fuzz, buddy. No, 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 no. Don't. Ah, no, You know, you never will hear this from me normally, but get the hell off me, bastard. I'm sorry, man. I haven't seen you in so long. I just got to I gotta go muppet on you. You dare to give a donation to Daniel's wife and not me? Yeah, sorry. She's got better McGuffies. That's fine. But I've actually oh, been no, in no, your they're pants. Beyond, they're beyond fine. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's they the are. Point. I, re- I understand. You've been in my pants. Uh, she, well, I'm working on it. I, I, that's fine. Oh, she is that has, what it is? It was she a bribe. More to offer. I know because Daniels told me so. What? You bastard! Sorry, Dan. I had to throw it into the bus quick. All right. Well, uh, that that folks is how we get an explicit uh, rating for 2023. <laughs> oh fuck! You're explicit. Now, I want you to know something here. See, I thought, genuinely thought, you said 7.30 Californian time, which is why I'm late. Otherwise, I'd have been here two hours ago. But no, you know, Corey just has problems. He just doesn't like Central Standard Time. And I have a real issue with that. Not as much as the fact that my watch band after 10 years, and again, this is a Timex watch, so it's a kick-ass watch, but my watch band broke. And you want to know something? No retailer in town carries watch bands anymore. At least not nice ones that they don't, you know, the those flexi metal ones that like to rip your arm hair off for us hairy guys. So I, I got to tell you, I, I got a lot of issues with that but that's not what I hear. I hear to talk about. I actually, my daughter came in town, which is why I wasn't sure if I'd join you guys. And I had a choice. It's like, oh, geez, podcast with Corey. Because when's the last time, not counting uh, Black Friday, Corey, that we actually have done a podcast together? October. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we get to do this again. For all I know, Corey's moved on. I'm just been forget it. He's off doing his 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 solo Corys and or he's found somebody new to podcast with. He doesn't care about me. Nope. So I, you know, this is like we gotta we gotta feel each other out again. You know, kind of make sure we still got that same groove. Is so, each other out? Yeah. And, and the choice I'm was: down. Do I go see Dana, who I've seen? I've seen Corey more than I've seen Dana this year. 
granted, you know, she's studying Reno. So she came to town and I thought, well, you know, we'll go to dinner or whatever. So I, I, I'm I, like, OK, we went out to dinner and, and I, I, I don't know if you'll be able to re- re- hear this, but I'm going to I'm going to play it loud and, and see if you can. Say hey to everybody. This is Crazy Joe Ryder, and of course, I unwillingly am submitting this for Corey's Festivus episode. I dislike Festivus. I don't like it. We only got 52 podcasts we do a year, and to waste one doing Festivus, I'm telling you, I got issues with you, Strode. But I'll be nice because we've been kind of a weird month. I haven't been able to record live with you. So I got to give you kudos for keeping the podcast going. That said, I do have my family here. They're much more important than doing a podcast fast of us episode with you. So one at a time, I'll have everybody introduce themselves, and they will play along and give you their grievance. We'll start with my long-suffering but much-loved wife. Yeah, long-suffering, much-loved do we want to talk about how many God blessed boxes oh, show up go, to my house? Let's get going. Time for Halloween. Do we want to talk about how much money is spent on comics every week? Oh, hey. Okay, I'm so not going to talk some... about it, but it's my Festivus grievance. My name's Holly, and my Festivus grievance is men as a whole. My name's Holly, and my Festivus grievance is ditto. Whoa, too Holly. <laughs> You have two Hollies now? Well, there were two there. Oh. Unfortunately, the phone died, and I didn't get a chance to get Zach, my Dana's boyfriend, or Dana herself. Um, Zach actually brought up a good one where he says, you know, I get a lot of emails, and I always hate the, hey, how are you doing? Because I know you don't really care how I'm doing. And... It wastes a whole five, ten seconds out of my day. And when I have a hundred emails to go through, that's a lot of waste. And Dana's unfortunately was a little explicit, and as Corey's want to do, it would probably be edited out. So <sighs> why? It would get us sued? Well, no, we have other reasons to be sued, but Oh, okay. And that that I mean I've got more grievances, but I d I don't want to like hog the whole episode. What what have we been bitching about so far? I have a gre- I have a new grievance now. I'm, I'm shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Joe says that we waste one of our 52 episodes on the Festivus episode. We yeah. do not. Festivus is always a special extra bonus. Which is a waste of an extra special bonus. But continue. If we didn't do Festivus, we'd only have 52 episodes. So this is a very special episode. Yes. Yeah. And Where's Gordon it? Jump has been feeling me up in the back of his bike shop for hours. Sure, I thought that was Wolfie. What you talk about, Willis? King. Uh, Dan, do you have any other? <clears throat> We've been going for an hour without you. Oh yeah. Well, I can. I could. I got a few more I could give you. Well, I can uh, give you some too. But do you want to? You want to text me Dana's uh, um, grievance, and I can have Wolfie say it. I, I will. I've got to get it cleared through Homeland Security first. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Joe, why don't you give us one because you haven't been around for you know the episode. Seriously, people, would you give James Gunn a fucking break? He hasn't done anything yet. Everybody's like, 
Oh, hey, Fire, here we come. He doesn't like Black Adam. Oh, he's terrible. I never liked Guardians of the Galaxy anyways. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> you know, and I think, I don't know if it's, it's just, we, we've talked about this in the past. The way people bitch about shit nowadays on the interwebs, had Star Trek Next Generation been around in the day of the interwebs, it never would have launched. Because people, oh, I can't believe we're doing it without Kirk and McCoy and Spock. And we'd be like, nowadays, well, you know, two out of the three are dead now. But just let him see what he's going to do. I mean, I, I personally have my own way. I would probably get rid of the so-called Snyderverse and get into the gunverse, if we want to call it that. Show me your guns. But just everybody just bitching about stuff. It's just tiresome. And for guys like, uh, you know, and I'm sure Dan and Corey, we remember all the way back when, how can Batman be Mr. Mom? You know, now we're like, oh, you cut Michael Keaton's part out of the Flash movie? It's just, it's just tiresome. I know how I would deal with it all. I would have everybody back to be killed off by Darkseid. And then while he thinks he won, bring in the brand new Justice League. But that's just me, because I'm a continuity guy. I've seen Crisis. What was after? What was the weird one after Crisis? Zero Hour. Well, there was Crisis, then there was Legends. Legends, Zero Hour. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few after that, and then New Fifty Two. Oh, Final Crisis before New Fifty Two. Infinite Crisis. Infinite Crisis. Oh, Identity day. Crisis. Countdown. Ugh. War of the Worlds, a different one. Secret Wars 2. I mean, come on, we've suffered through a lot. So to me, just people, calm your genitalia. Just take it easy. In in a sub-smaller group, there's there's a group I've enjoyed online called The Sandman, which is based, uh, a, a woman, Amanda Pike, started the group long before there was a TV show. And it was just her little group on Facebook and now it's exploded because it's a public group and people are real excited about the salmon show. Well, now the trolls are involved, including people that want to buy the group from her, including people that are mad because I don't want to follow the rules. I want to block you. I don't want to do this. You know, there's not a lot of Sandman content coming out. So they've been talking about Wednesday, the Adams family Netflix show. Oh, is this a Wednesday group or is it a Sandman group? Well, you know, there are tie-ins between the two. Actors have been on both shows. Uh, writers are involved. Neil Gaiman's thrown at Adam Family restaurant references in Sandman. He likes Adam Family. It's just, it's so tiresome because she spends half her day stomping out spams, stomping out porn, stomping out uh, the bots. And now enough people have bitched and complained and been bitter and reported her where she's restricted from posting in her own group. And it's just, it's just, uh, it makes me mad. And I'm tired. I'm telling you, there there are just some people, the way they've been, I, I mean, seriously, a condom would have prevented half their posts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm a little miffed about that. I've got issues there, but I'm not going to jump online. Corey and I don't spend a lot of time being negative on our podcast. You know, and if we don't like something, it's like, I didn't care for it. I didn't like it. It's not, oh, it sucks. I swear, half the people on the Legion group. And now here's 50 minutes of me telling you 
why it sucks. Well, they, half of them don't even tell you that. Half of them are just, it sucks. Like, they're the be-all and end-of-all. Like, what are you, you were talking, Corey, about like, everybody's like, oh, James Cameron, Avatar 2 is going to suck, or Avatar 2, or whatever the hell it was. It's going to be a huge bomb. Yep, yep. And now the the latest news that came out is like, oh, they didn't make as much money as they think they were planning to do. Still, they made a hell of a lot of money, and it's not going away. I know I have zero interest in seeing it because I had zero interest in seeing Avatar. But I did see Avatar. Eventually, I'll go see it in the $5 movies. I will probably not drink or take one of – what were those Avenger diapers they had for the Avengers? <laughs> I'll, I'll strap on one of those and, or I'll drink a big gulp and I'll just have the big gulp ready and just kind of, uh, anyways. Uh, we, we actually call those Amazon driver bottles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Do, wait, do I, wait, 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 I, I have to, you, the avatar thing. Yeah. Uh, the first one I will admit was absolutely beautiful, but I really didn't need another Pocahontas movie. Well, somebody did because it's made half a billion dollars in four days. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the plot for the second one is. I know my cousin, he actually posted, oh, I can't believe the surprise ending on that. And I said, dude, it's history. You know, the damn boat's going down. (laughs) (laughs) But either way. And if, if I may. Since I'm since I'm coming out of this and I got I'm like a shotgun cannon here and I got one last grievance other than people not putting on their headlights when it snows. I don't know if Corey covered it. We're we're on the edge of a major snowstorm, not just major, dangerous. We're talking 50 below wind chill, which means your flesh freezes in about 30 seconds. And if you're dumb enough to be caught outdoors, they're telling. I mean, I can't believe they're telling people this. If you're caught outdoors during this snowstorm. Stay in your car. Gas up your car. Have toiletries with you. Have food, water, whatever, if you're traveling anywhere. I'm I'm a little bummed because I got to work at the airport, which probably means flights will be delayed and I'll have mandatory overtime. But you can but, use that to buy more omnibuses. Well, and that's, that leads to my last beef. And Corey knows how this, because I, I've this seriously... Joe this, has the best grievance of all this year. Oh, my God. This almost killed me collecting comics for good. So, you know, and I get my comics through Discount Comic Book Service. I've had almost zero complaints with them. The one complaint I have is they like to use FedEx. So post office drops packages off. They shove it inside my door, ring the doorbell. UPS this morning, I was talking with my good buddy uh, Turbo, Eric Jackman, who we've had on the show before who, by the way, is moving back to the Twin Cities. I heard that. And he knows a lot about manga. So we may have a manga expert, an anime expert, joining us on the podcast from time to time. While I was talking with him, like I'm doing in the basement, I hear the doorbell ring. Who rang the doorbell? UPS. I went, I got FedEx. They just drop and run. I've met the FedEx guy at the door because I'm trying to be nice. You know, the boxes I get from from uh, discount comic service are like 80 pounds. Sometimes they lately been 30 pounds, but this one was like a 50 pounder because every late omnibus that I, I swear, they're just trying to empty their warehouse. So they filled as much shit in the box as possible. Not only did they drop the box and two of my daughter's boxes on top of it. 
So he dropped at 11.30. I got the notice like at about one o'clock and I was thinking, God, I should go home and get that because I saw what was in it. Like three omnibuses, two more hardcovers, not to mention all the comic books. But I thought, you know, I've never had any problems before. And I, I texted Chris and I said, hey, they dropped my box at 1130. Could you uh, maybe get it in? And she like, I left at noon and there was nothing on the door. Some. Thank you for pausing that, Corey. Stole my fucking box right off the doorstep, including Holly's. The perfect crime, because even if I had a doorbell cam, nobody would possibly see it. So many what ifs. What if I had just stayed home to get it? What if Chris had left like or just left like 15 minutes earlier? What if the guy would do what I actually asked him to? Could you go around and drop it off on the back doorstep? Um, the, the guy who drops our boxes off, if it's the same guy, he's kind of brain dead. Because like I said before, I went out to meet him to have him had in the box. You looked like he had never seen a human being in his life. Uh, yeah, just hand me the box. It's okay. I came out of the house. You're going to drop it at. I, I, I was so distraught because first of all, it was about $500. My cost in money. We prepay when we go through discount comic service. That means it was probably close to 1200 bucks. If I had to go out and replace it. I don't have 1200 bucks to replace it. I was ready just to call my buddy Steve and say, hey, come just clean my fucking house out of every goddamn comic I own. I'm done. You know, I would, I, I really, I, I can't, I, you cannot understand how upset, how distraught I was. I've been collecting comics since 1977. Been reading comics long before that. I was done. And then, like Corey said, well, see what happens. Well, okay, so I make a claim with FedEx, which itself is like, I don't know, what are those puzzles where they put like dice on top of each other and you have to kind of, <laughs> or whatever? You know, nothing's easy. Uh, where did it come from? Where did it go? If I knew where it went, I wouldn't complain about it. It was easier <laughs> to make a report with the police department who actually sent me an email back saying, thank you for reporting this. Unfortunately, without anything else we can do, we just will keep this in the file. And I, I'm like, well, that's, you know, I know there's nothing you can do just that, you know, there's somebody operating in the area. They've caught a few of the rings in town because the guy did something stupid, you know, i.e. not having a license plate on his car. They stop him. Here's a bunch of stolen boxes. Boom. They cracked the ring. The other thing is too, you know, the guy who found my boxes, Oh, we can't sell this shit. Probably just threw them out. I doubt they went to half price books. Maybe they went to a comic store. I mean, there's enough shady characters in town that would, uh, hey, I'll give you 10 bucks for that. Yeah, whatever. Comic shops are filled with weasels. We know that from yeah, the 80s. We, we used to be one of them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we were all weasels at some point. You could always tell the guys who used to come into my shop that were trying to pull shit because, first of all, they wouldn't take a check. And I said, well, I got to do a check because I got to have a record of it. Second of all, I always told him I need your driver's license because I filed down. If somebody comes into my store and goes, hey, somebody stole that from my house. I say, well, no, I bought it from this guy. It's his. And I never, never had that happen. But that was always a CYA thing for myself. And I knew that from talking to friends. You know, you would think they could do that with 
guys who show up in the junkyards with like 25 catalytic converters. No. Yeah, I just happen to have these lying around the house. Thought I'd cash them in right now. Or, hey, I got, yeah, 25 miles of uh, copper wiring I just happen to uh, have sitting in my uh, house, you know. Yeah, whatever, dudes. Hard. So I got that all taken care of. I, I emailed Discount Comic Service and said, hey, I need your invoice because I need the invoice of how much I got. You sent me an invoice of what I'm missing, but I need the invoice of like how much it is because then when I file the claim, they want to make sure that Discount Comic Service ain't going to file a claim back and they have to pay out twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually expecting, you know, I'm sorry, we can't do anything. We took a picture of your boxes sitting on the doorstep. They put everything there except the sign that says, hey, free boxes, come and take. By Monday, though, I got an email from Discount Comic Book Service that says, we will file a claim. We will try to fill everything that you're missing. And believe me, that took me off the edge. Because you're going to almost tell that rider's on the edge. He's ready to jump. Nope. He's going cray. Oh, I, that was the problem. There was no one to cray. I mean, usually there's somebody to cray at. Who would I cray at? Well, the guy who stole the shit, who I don't know who it is. Police department, they can't do anything. You know, my wife, no, she had to go to work. The FedEx guy who just drops, takes a picture and run, can't even ring the fucking doorbell. Nope. Uh, anyways. What really sucks is that he was on the edge and I tried to push him off it. Oh, is that what that was? I was just, yeah. I felt that fuzz on my butt. Thank you. Yeah. The problem is I fl- slipped through your your legs and fell myself. Anyway, all but four things were were uh, replaced. And nice. I can live with that. Um, thank you, Discount Comic Service. I got to send you guys a great note. So I much, much appreciated. I'm feeling much better now. Shall yeah. I piss Joe off? Sure. Hey, Joe, guess what you have to order next month? Oh, another previews? No! The Phantom Stranger Omnibus is being resolicited again. (laughs) I'm out of here. Oh. <laughs> How many times was that? Four? Five. This is ah, the fifth time. <laughs> this is the fifth time. <laughs> I have another grievance that I will add. I actually have two. Ooh. Ooh. Well, then I'll let you go. Okay. Well, the first one is, why am I not on anymore? Uh, mostly because we, uh, our schedule is all weird and we basically, Hey, are you free? Yeah, I'm free for the next hour. Good. Let's go. (laughs) We will be moving to Mondays for our recording. Okay. It's also why the podcast has been put up sometimes on Wednesday, sometimes on Thursday, sometimes on Friday, because Joe and I's schedule just got messed up. (laughs) But we're going to be recording on Mondays. I lost my days off seniority. I'm with five people. They mix us up. Mm -hmm. And so instead of getting that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I like, uh, I ended up like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So they still got the 10 hour, four hour, three days off. But Corey's works Monday, Tuesday. 
goes to AEW on Wednesday, and then I'm back to work. And it's just, I tell you, and the world does not respect us. We are a national treasure without a Wikipedia page. And an institution at this point. Yes. But, ooh, people don't respect us. Uh, we're about to start our 14th year. It, our, our, in February is our 13th anniversary. Ooh. We have been around forever. In the world of podcasting, <laughs> in the world of podcasting, we are we're ancient. Well, that and physically, respect, you know what I'm saying? No respect at all. And I think it's in three years we will surpass the Simpsons for the number of episodes we have. Uh, we're yeah. actually very, very close if you count the solo podcasts, which I don't. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah. I, I have not looked in a long, long time. So why don't you give your next grievance and I will look up where we are on the list. Sure. So my last my last major grievance, actually, just, you know, I just found out about a uh, couple about uh, less than a week ago. I know I turned 46 in, in October and apparently my body has just gone. Nope. <laughs> I have now been diagnosed with a hernia that is it's the type of hernia where your insides are trying to burst through your your um oh. yeah your your uh muscles heidel hernia huh. no uh it's uh rectal umber- her- umbral or something like that oh umbral yeah oh yeah, oh, right. yeah. living with a hernia yeah. so we both like transformers and we both have hernias yeah guess when i have to see the uh, the surgeon for my consult was that Thursday? Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, I do like the way that Jules puts it is that, of course, I'm the only one that she knows that my insides would be trying to burst through my chest and I barely noticed. <laughs> so I've got that. And then when they were doing my blood work, find out that I've got diabetes. Oh, Ooh. that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a call sometime, brother. I've had it since what, when did I get it, Corey? Nineteen ninety-six, ninety-seven. Yeah, and I I can help you deal with it. Well, <laughs> I've seen you deal with other things. I'm not sure. Let's put it this way, and Corey can attest. I was probably two hundred thirty pounds when I found out I had diabetes. Okay, and my life was basically sitting at a comic shop having $100,000 bar eating contests with my employees, drinking as much <laughs> as I can, wondering why I'm so goddamn tired and the caffeine isn't kicking in. Ah. I got fuzzy. I just was lethargic as hell. But once I found out I was diabetic, other than spending six months in dreaded terror, like every fucking thing I eat is trying to kill me. <laughs> I was able, the big number one thing, and this sucks beyond compare, but I, I just, you got to start exercising. I don't care what you do. money. If you stop eating, your body will go nuts and think, oh, I'm starving. I better save and make everything, everything I have get converted into, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're uh, talking about. For me, what did it is I'm, I'm right next to Lake Phelan. I walked every day. It was a three mile walk every day, even during 50 degree, 50 below zero snowstorms. And I lost a lot of weight and that actually helped me out for a while. It helped my partner, Pat, because 
as Corey will attest, he used to be classic Pat, big 300 pounder, a big beard. He looked like some type of necrophiliac. And he ended up losing weight for a while. He gained some of it back, but that's kind of what saved him from getting full-blown diabetes while he was 300 pounds. Mm -hmm. Since got it, but that's the number one thing you can do. Yeah. And if you drink soda pop, stop. Yeah, I'm already. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time. Again, I don't want to make this all about diabetes. We we should make our own podcast about it sometime. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Diabetes and Transformers. Let me tell you. (laughs) Transformers and diabetes. Shouldn't that be Transformers and diodes? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Optimus Prime died from prostate cancer. That's true. Yep. He got better. Because no one ever really dies. No. (laughs) (laughs) And Corey, what is the what is your final the other the other thing too? Oh, well yeah. Tell Julia. Lots of sex. Anything to burn off carbs. (laughs) Yeah, I can't do that at the moment. Oh yeah, I suppose that that's the other problem. Yeah. Come on, on, wake up, wake up, damn you. Slapping you around all day and you just won't wake up. Well, (sighs) that and the hernia. Man, forget (laughs) it. Give the man a cyanide pill. I saw this on MASH. Give him the black pill. The black cap. Black cap. Oh, the movie. That capsule. Uh, My final grievance. Yeah. Oh, there's more. Just one. Okay. Um, blood in wrestling. Now, I understand that sometimes, you know, you get thrown into the ring post and you don't get your hand up in time and, you know, you're, you, there's a mistake. Or, you know, you're thrown into something and, and it scrapes your skin. But uh, most blood in wrestling is, is uh, not an accident. If you don't know, what? I'm I am about to kayfabe. I I am oh. about to uh, shoot on everybody. Wait, what? What? You the told way, me never to do that. The way people bleed in wrestling is they have a razor blade somewhere on their person. No. And they cut themselves on the head. And they cut themselves in the forehead. Oh, wow. I know. Now that's dedication. If you want proof, take a look at uh, when you see a picture of Ric Flair. Look at his forehead. Take a picture. Take a look at a old picture of Dusty Rhodes or any of the older wrestlers. You'll see their forehead is just nothing but scar tissue. <laughs> WWE has a rule: no blood because they're PG. AEW, the one I cover, does not have this rule, and there are certain wrestlers who feel that this means that every time they're in the ring. They need to bleed. I swear to God, John Moxley has the thinnest skin of any human being on the planet because every match he's in, somehow he bleeds. Hmm. Now, first off, it's gross, it's not needed, and it's barbaric. If you were to tell the network, you know, hey, by the way, you know, uh, that, that show you ran last week, those aren't special effects. The guy just took an old razor blade and cut his forehead open. He's slicing himself open for our entertainment. 
But then there are some wrestlers, Sammy Guevara, who take it a step further when he's in a match where somebody has blood. What does he do? He will take the blood and he'll smear it on himself. He'll you know, have the blood on his hands. He'll start licking it. Last week, he and his girlfriend both had John Moxley's blood on them, smeared it on their lips and kissed each other. Don't they that's, know that COVID is a thing? Don't they know that that's just gross? You know, it's, it, 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 we don't need the blood. We don't need the blood. There's been one, one, one match all year where the blood enhanced the match. It was on pay-per-view. Was it Dracula <coughs> it, versus somebody? No. Oh. It, the Briscoes, who you who are you know the, well known as the most violent people in mainstream wrestling, I don't even want to talk about death matches because those motherfuckers are insane. <laughs> death matches where okay, what's what do we do in the match? Well, first I'm going to take these uh, these uh, fluorescent light bulbs and I'm going to smash them over your head. Then I'm going to take you know, the wooden skewers at the Japanese restaurant. I'm going to drive them into your head so they're sticking out of your head. Then I'm going to put a cement block in front of your crotch and take a sledgehammer and bash it so that it breaks. Then the match starts. (laughs) But they had a double dog collar match where they were, everybody had a dog collar and a chain and they bled all over the place. And it was... Okay, it's on pay-per-view, so, and when it's a double dog collar match with the Briscoes, you expect blood. You don't expect to tune in to AEW Rampage at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on TNT and see a guy bleeding and another guy licking it up. Well, like you said earlier, you don't have to worry that much if it's on TNT. Well, true, because only a half million people are watching it. But I think without the blood, there would be more people. (laughs) and we don't need the blood it's not 1960 anymore uh back ages ago mark Marin interviewed pro wrestler and podcaster colt cabana and he talked about when he was a kid wrestling scared him because he would see the magazines on the newsstand and all the magazines had people with blood all over their face you know oh i don't want to watch that it was black and white too but still yeah we don't need it. It's not needed. Stop. Just stop. And actually, we're getting close to 2060. Does that count? The only I know 2099 is when um, Marvel 2099 starts. Well, yeah, but you said that uh, uh, it's not 1960 anymore. True. We're actually closer to 2060 now. So is stop that when it's going it. to come back? Sorry. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I'm the one who freaks people out by saying, uh, yeah, you remember, Dan, you remember Infinity Gauntlet, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Kids now will look at Infinity Gauntlet the same way that when you started watching wrestling, you looked at comics from the 50s. (laughs) And went, oh, that's so old. Well, that's okay. I I found it funny that... uh... Joe said that he started collecting comics in uh, 1977. Yep. So, you know, I wasn't even a year old yet. <laughs> I was nothing but Star Wars. 
I always like when I find a box of comics and I go, oh, wow, I haven't seen these in ages. Here's a box of new comics. And I look and it's, oh, look, they're from 1994. (laughs) (laughs) I've become that old guy. (laughs) Yo, these new comic creators like Rob Liefeld. (laughs) I don't know if they're going to catch on. Yeah, probably probably lines. Then again, when I first got online, I remember people who, you know, I'd be in these comic forums with people. They go, I have comics haven't been any good since it went to 20 cents. (laughs) 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 Oh, are you reading the new Justice League? J.M.D. Matias and Keith Giffen are putting out a really good. Ah, Justice League hasn't been any good since Mike Sikowski quit drawing it. Ever since they fired Mort Weisinger, comics aren't any good. You know, ever since Julia Schwartz. No. <laughs> when Julia Schwartz took over Superman, it all turned to shit. <laughs> comics haven't been any good since they added color. <laughs> and if I have to if I have to put up with one more idiot about Stanley. I'll leave. It, it, there's there are people online I think who when Stan Lee is mentioned radar goes up <laughs> and they come over and go Stan Lee was a thief and a scumbag and a weasel and I will point out that as a writer maybe he wasn't the greatest as an executive he did what he was told to by his boss but as an editor no one got better work out of any of the people who worked for him nobody. And they're, well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Never oh, so you're happens. basically saying I'm right and you got nothing else to respond to. Right. Yeah. By the way, so, the uh, Stan Lee 100th anniversary omnibus showed up this week. Uh, oh, am I going to be talking about that when we do a geeking? <laughs> but we don't do that on the Festivus episode. No. Festivus is all about grievances. All about this. It's like, why don't, you know, a lot of people always talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie, but First Blood was the first 80s Christmas action movie. You want proof? There's Christmas decorations over the entire thing. Trading Places was a Christmas movie. Uh, Exactly. Dan Aykroyd was a drunken Santa Claus. Ah. All five Silent Night, Deadly Nights were Christmas movies. But my favorite, but nobody ever mentions my favorite 80s Christmas movie. Jesus Christ, Vampire Slayer? Uh, no, that was in the 2000s. No, oh. my favorite 80s Christmas movie, Gremlins. <laughs> okay. Which actively went out of its way to be a Christmas movie. Yeah. Okay. Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not? I don't fucking care! <laughs> If you want to watch it at Christmas, watch it at Christmas. If you don't want to watch it at Christmas, don't watch it at Christmas. Shut the fuck up. Well, Wolfie, would you would you muzzle your 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 owner there? I'm not going near that. Yeah, he's he's a bah humbug on you. <laughs> well, believe it or not, kids. Yeah, we've been talking about our grievances for an hour and a half. I haven't. 
Well, that's because you decided to spend time with your daughter instead of your friend who you've known longer than your daughter's been alive. And your daughter could have been part of this. Actually, years ago she was because she chewed Corey out for, hey, this was my comic shop, not <laughs> yours. Well, see, we could have had a, a retro, a, a retro way, grievance. I got him sitting behind me. If I've ever promised you a Joe prize, let me know and I'll get it sent to you. If you want it autographed, it'll take a little longer because I have no idea how I'm going to get Strode out of the compound. Last time I tried to get him out, I, I knocked on the door and all I heard was uh, some swear words I'm pretty sure aren't in, uh, ever been spoken before. And the second time I tried, I put a piece of pie in the door and a hand came out, grabbed the pie, disappeared. Yeah. That's all I saw. So I don't, I don't, I'll try to get them autographed, I promise. But other than that, they're, they're ready. So the point being is, if anybody can remember which episode Dana chewed Corey out, uh, oh, yeah, you get a, you get a Joe prize. 2023, the year of the Joe prize. Dan, anything to say to our listeners as we go into the, uh, the, the holiday season? Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. What was that? <laughs> Till all are one. <laughs> so we're yeah, uh, 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 into the uh, uh, what day does this drop? On Festivus, the twenty third. The twenty third. <laughs> Good luck, Joe. Oh, I'm not around next week. I'm going on vacation up north with uh, my family. Fine. On the plus side, I, I'm hoping to visit the new uh, collector connection over in Superior. Ooh. Uh, when we come back, uh, going up, you know, they're always closed, usually Saturday, Sunday, because I don't know if it's a Duluth thing or they just like the football. Uh, but on the way back, uh, even Kristen complained when I said, hey, we can stop at a comic store. Ooh. And uh, Globe News is being uh, the owner of Globe News is retiring. Ooh. I wonder if they're closing it or selling no, it. No, they will continue, but he is retiring. Oh, good. Thank you to Travis for letting us know that. Yes. Oh, by the way, I did meet Travis at uh, one of the uh, that uh, that at the Valley Creek Mall, the Minnesota Comic Exchange. He actually recognized me, and I it was great. And of course, I didn't get to be timely. I said hi to him and we talked a little bit, but I didn't get to say give a shout out on the podcast because we haven't been getting together to do it. So, but we will in the new year. Yes. And as we say every week, the comic we like the least, we still like better than the comic that you like the most. Wolfie, hit my music. We done, bitches.
We done, bitches!